0: Log Talk Radio R-U-R-A! It's
1: time for the Get Ready Show.
2: best in pro wrestling talk.
1: And that's the bottom line. The first goal project. <laughs> this right here
2: is the future of wrestling! And it begins.
3: world has been turned on its ear and we're going to get into it so many aspects to cover daniel Bryan announcing that he will be retiring from in-ring action speech to come on tonight's monday night raw what does his career mean what is his legacy is he a hall of famer i want to hear your thoughts three four seven eight three eight nine eight one five that is the number to call we're going to get into what's going to happen tonight on Monday Night Raw, but I'm telling you guys, most of tonight's show is probably going to be discussing Daniel Bryan, and we really want to hear from you guys what your thoughts are, favorite moments perhaps from his career. Let us know. Contact us. Check us out on Facebook. Our Facebook page is at, and no, that's our Twitter. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash the Ken Reidy Show. Again, that is facebook.com slash the Ken Reidy Show. Head on over there. we got a show chat going on right now. You want to jot down in the comments section some uh, Daniel Bryan memories, some stuff about his career. Uh, you know, By all means, get on there. Get on the show chat. Let us know what you're thinking. As I started to say, we're on the Twitter, at The Ken Reedy Show. Again, at The Ken Reedy Show is our Twitter handle. Go on over to Facebook. Follow us there. Go on over to Twitter. I'm all messed up in my social media today. What's going on? Go to Twitter. Follow us there. Jesus. It's one of those nights. And check out our website, thekenreedyshow.com. Got blogs, got pictures, lots of cool stuff over there on the website. Uh, Fan pics. You want to send us your pics, watching wrestling, in your wrestling shirt, maybe just huddled up around the computer listening to our show. Send us a picture. We'll post it up there on the website. And, of course, you can listen to the show. Through the website, we have been part of a great creative venture uh, over the past few months called 1640 PWPR. It is a wrestling network. It's a radio station. You get to listen to a bunch of great shows discussing the world of professional wrestling. Go to iTunes. Do a search. 1640 PWPR. Our station pops up. Subscribe for free. That's right, you can subscribe for free. Great shows. We got our shows on there, the King Firehawk Show, Cool Down with AC, That Image Guy. We got guys on the show that are, that are radio guys that are doing this because they love pro wrestling. We got independent wrestlers that are giving their take on the world of pro wrestling, coming at it from a lot of different angles. And I cannot stress enough, it is for free. So get on over to iTunes. Check us out, subscribe, listen to the shows. Hell, man, 50,000 hits can't be wrong. You want to be a part of this revolution. And if you think you got what it takes to be part of 1640 PWPR, shoot us an email. you got a podcast. You want to be part of the network. Because that's the whole thing is. It's a cooperative. You know, you have a show. You have a following. You bring your following into the 1640 family. Our family will start listening to you guys. Your family start listening to us. It's a whole it's a good thing. It's a good thing. So you got a show, you think you got what it takes, send us a podcast, send us a link, we'll give it a listen, and maybe you can be part of the sixteen forty PWPR family. And as I said at the top of the show, the whole wrestling world really is just a buzz. Arguably uh one of if not the most popular wrestlers in recent memory, uh Meteoric Rise to the Top and now announcing his retirement Very curious to see what the speech is going to be tonight That is what the wrestling world is talking about And to kind of make sense of it all Got my tag team partner on the line Here he is, Dave, how are you doing this evening?
4: I'm I'm pretty good Tonight's subject, like you said, it's probably going to be mostly pertaining to Daniel Bryan And I definitely have a lot to say when it comes to uh, the the events surrounding this retirement And... Tonight's announcement that's supposed to Be more clear On things I guess from what Brian Had stated in the tweet about this Retirement but there's there's definitely A lot I want to get into um, Surrounding this situation
3: Yeah I think the first thing like you know that that Again it's wrestling So you know And we're in the midst of Wrestlemania season um, So the first Question that you get and, and Rightfully so I mean I get it It's, it's wrestling we, we get you know it's a work, storylines, the whole nine So, um, first thing, as soon as you hear that, it, it, hear this Is this a work? Is this part of a storyline? Is it going to be like Mark Henry's retirement a few years back? Uh, he doesn't really retire um, You know, and, and, and I get it I get why that's the question um, I don't think so uh, Personally, no, you know, it, it's pro wrestling uh, It can go either way Uh, But the way I look at things, there's legitimate news outlets covering the story. Um, I saw it on ABC News. Uh, ESPN reported it. Uh, Daniel Bryant's going to be on Jonathan Coachman's segment tomorrow on SportsCenter. Um, You know, when you look at those things and you look at legit news outlets reporting this, um, I mean, I, look. If I'm a news director and I'm calling the WWE for a story, the first words out of my mouth is, "I'm not reporting this. That this is going to be part of your storyline. Am, am I? Am I facilitating a storyline, or are you re, are you giving me actual news? And the fact that it was in so many legit news outlets, I am choosing to believe that this is not a work. This is legit. He is retiring from in ring competition. He has had a a world of of health issues over the past few years. Um, And, and, you know, I think that's something, Dave, like we kind of got to get out of the way that, um, you know, whether it's real or not, I tend to think that this is an actual retirement. Uh, But, you know, we may see him in some way, shape or form at WrestleMania. But to me, at least, Dave, I'm looking at this. He's done in the ring.
4: to be honest with you, when the news broke this morning, I was having a conversation with my brother via text message about um, how you were to insert Daniel Bryan into WrestleMania because a report came out last week, um, courtesy of dailywrestlingnews.com, where the the, the report stated that Vince McMahon had wanted Daniel Bryan back on television in a non-wrestling role to help the ratings and generate some buzz for the upcoming WrestleMania. And uh, the, the story also noted that Brian would not speculate, it has been speculated that Brian would not want to be a part of storyline unless he was clear to return to wrestle. Um, fast forward a few days ago, and it was rumored that Brian was going to be appearing on Raw. Um, nothing about any kind of retirement uh, surfaced in these reports, but I was thinking that his involvement in WrestleMania was going to be was going to begin on tonight's episode of Raw. And as as the conversation was occurring between my brother and I and what kind of scenarios we could put in we could insert Daniel Bryan into heading into WrestleMania, the, the, the news breaks that he's announced his retirement. And I'm thinking to myself, with the timing of the Super Bowl commercial that he was involved in last night and him appearing on Raw in Seattle, he's from that area, uh, to me, I was leaning more towards In the manner that it was announced on Twitter, just so matter-of-factly and abruptly, the way it was, I thought to myself, there's got to be more behind this, in terms of, this is a storyline. This is going to lead to something. And as the day had gone on, ESPN reported it, Rolling Stone, you said ABC News, TMZ, which isn't exactly the most reliable, but they reported A lot of reputable media outlets reported this news, that he was walking away from the ring. And then, he would be on Raw tonight to address the situation. Um, even even the dirt sheets had reported that this is legit. This is not, you know, part of a storyline or something to swerve the audience. He's really gone. Um, the story I'm hearing surrounding that is he had a recent medical test done in New York City the Thursday before the Royal Rumble, and the results from that medical test basically was the basically was the deciding factor that he was going to hang them up. According to Dave Meltzer and the Wrestling Observer. Now take all that with a grain of salt, um, but now that you now that you see more and more people, especially you know his colleagues in WWE, other professional wrestlers out there, tweeting their 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 not condolences but their you know their their gratitude towards Daniel Bryan and what he's contributed to the wrestling industry. I I tend to believe now more than ever that this is an actual retirement that he can't wrestle anymore because of, you know, the, the uh, his issues with concussions. And, you know, a lot of people want to point the blame at WWE for this, um, for not clearing him. But to be honest with you, I think that they're doing the right thing in the best interest of their company, basically, because of the way, you know, concussions and the concussion-related issues have taken over professional sports, more namely the NFL. You know, with that billion-dollar lawsuit the league has had with with all the former athletes suffering from CTE, it's it's very alarming. And I think WWE doesn't want to be a part of that epidemic. So they're trying to get ahead of it. And I think that Daniel Bryan was probably the first example that they were willing to make. Um, and it's unfortunate because the guy's very talented and I enjoyed watching him. But um, as the day has gone on, my, my thoughts have, have been with the fact that, yes, I think he is done. I think to, I think tonight he will officially announce the retirement, and this isn't this is not a storyline.
3: And like, let's take you know, like you know, all these issues, and again, there's so much surrounding this that we need to, uh, I think, get into. You know, I mean, one of the things I mean, you brought up, you know, concussion protocol, and, and uh, you know, let's face it. I mean, you know, for for those people, for those fans who who want to, you know. Point the finger at the WWE. The, uh, the WWE should have cleared him, yada yada yada. Um I, I couldn't disagree more. Uh it's a multi-billion dollar company. Uh he is a, an absolute star in that company. Um you have to, in, in today's day and age, you have to err on the side of caution. Especially look, I, I know WWE and wrestling and you know, it's a it's a little more mainstream, it's PG. I get that, but, you know, it's so easy, you know, the media loves to, like, get, you know, where's the next black eye for the the wrestling industry? And if, you know, we all know that if you get, like, the more concussions you get, the more susceptible you are to new ones. So, you know, after your first concussion, it's it's easier to get that second one. And and then, like, it's easier to get the third one. So I, I get it where the WWE was erring on the side of caution. When you look at Daniel Bryan's career over the last few years, the guy just couldn't stay healthy. Um, It's a shame, and we're going to get into a little bit later on uh, our thoughts on Daniel Bryan, our thoughts on his career, uh, what he brought to the table, and he brought brought a lot of excitement, he brought a lot of optimism, he brought the yes movement. Uh, There's a lot of positive that came out of Daniel Bryan's career, and we're going to get into all that. But I do think we need to put to bed this idea of of blaming the WWE or saying they should have cleared him. I get it. I'm not I'm not taking that chance. Uh you know, there's there's a movie called Concussion. Uh now right now, uh, you know, the the NFL is taking the brunt of the media barrage as far as co- uh, concussion protocol. I, you know, the WWE is is doing the right thing. And Daniel Bryan, it wasn't just concussions it was it was uh, neck issues it was shoulder issues uh you know part of you know the thing that's almost a shame with daniel bryan is what made him great and what really brought people to the table as far as becoming a daniel bryan fan is probably what ultimately was his demise and it and it was his kinetic energy in that ring uh his just uh you know willingness to risk his body to win matches quote unquote Uh, risking his own body, risking his health, doing everything he could uh, to beat guys twice his size, and wrestling that style, his body just was unable to handle it. So, um, you know, I I don't know where you stand on this, Dave, uh, but for me, I'm just, you know, the WWE did right. I'm okay with how the WWE handled the Daniel Bryan situation. Um, it was not an easy situation. I, I probably on either side. You got a frustrated athlete that wants to get back in the ring and do what he loves to do, and you got a multi-billion-dollar company that has their star who can't seem to stay healthy. Uh, it, it's a tough spot for for either side uh, to do the right thing, for lack of a better term, and in, in an awkward situation in a situation where maybe there is no right answer um i'm okay with how the wwe handled the situation you know uh,
4: as a as a wrestling fan yes I'm, it's unfortunate as a, as a as a wrestling fan and a fan of daniel bryan do, do i do I agree with how the wwe handled it to a certain degree yes i do but selfishly as a wrestling fan yes i'd like to see him wrestle and return and kind of have you know go out on his own terms in a way um as a human being, his health is more important, um, you know, far more important. I think WWE handled it perfectly. And if you, and if you, you need any more proof into how they handled it, um, I know that you really don't like to mention this name on this show, but we can always go back and, uh, you know, make reference to the Chris Benoit situation. Benoit, you know, we won't go into the details of exactly what happened because we all know that story, but prior, to, you know, after Benoit's death, his brain was examined and studied, and there was evidence showing of over dozens upon dozens of concussions, if not more. And his brain had the activity of an 80-year-old dementia patient, and he died at the, at the age of, I think, 38 or 39. I mean, do you, would you want that to happen to Daniel Bryan? Would you want something like that to happen to to, to him, what happened to you know, Benoit and his family? No, I don't think so. I think that they were, you know, taking taking that into account too. I think since that tragedy, they've been more cautious about the long term health of their talent, and it may it may may come across as very political at times because some guys don't get their break because of injuries or because of their their health, but they're looking out for the long term health of their company from a public relations standpoint because of what this, the Benoit situation. Brought to the wrestling industry and the black eye that it brought. So I don't have a problem with how they handled it whatsoever. Um, you know, if it's true that these tests that came out recently determined, you know, the effects of his long term health if he continued to wrestle with his brain activity, then yeah, I'm all for it. I mean, I don't think this is a political move on the company's part. I think it's something that they did because they actually cared about him as a human being.
3: Yeah, and, and it's a shame, and I, I'm right there with you, man. I mean, as a fan, yeah. I mean, you want you want to see guys be able to go out on their, their own terms, you know. But you know, it, it's you know one of those things that in professional sports and in athletics, you know, uh, for every situation where you have like a, a, a Derek Jeter who who in his last game has a walk off hit and then rides off into the sunset, and, but then there's a Bo Jackson who, you know, had all the talent in the world, was going to be, you know, perhaps a Hall of Famer in two sports, fluke hit and careers are over. Um, you know, and that, that's what happens sometimes in sports. That's what happens in athletics. And, you know, as a fan, yeah. Like, I, I would love to hear Daniel Bryan has announced he's going to have one more match and hang it up. And I'm sure a lot of fans out there are thinking, why can't they? Why can't they just do that? But to your point, Dave, if if the report was that bad and, you know, Daniel Bryan is deciding, like, health-wise, body-wise, I just can't do this, um, just watch Daniel Bryan's style. Go back and watch his matches. Um, If if the report was bad enough, he can't have one more match. And, And to be perfectly honest, I don't necessarily want to see Daniel Bryan in the ring not being Daniel Bryan. Uh, you know, he is one of those guys that, uh, you know, for, I mean, he's he's charismatic. Uh, you know, he's, he's got some charisma. He's not a, a dud on the mic, so I, I, I will give him that. But you fell in love with Daniel Bryan because of his work rate, because of what he did in that ring. Um, you, you know, that's what you liked about him. I, I'll be the first to admit right now, I mean, I'm a I'm not a Daniel Bryant guy per se. I, I'm not a guy. I'm a fan. I like Daniel Bryant. I enjoyed his work. But I'm not a I was not in that mode of, you know, Daniel Bryant needs to be pushed through the roof. I you know, it's like whatever they do with Daniel Bryant I'm cool with. Um so I'm not I wouldn't call myself a Daniel Bryant guy. I'm a fan of his. And and you know, when you look at, you know, how he works, um, it's just I he can't have another match. I, I don't want to see him get in that ring and and you know be just a a, a copy of of what he once was. So um, as as it looks right now, um, he's done. Uh, you know we we bond him a we bid him a fond adieu as uh, we we sit back now and and now it's time to uh, reminisce, uh, look back with fondness as to you know his career and and what he did in the wrestling business and uh you know I I don't I mean this uh, you know affectionately but you know probably w- one of the uh biggest flash in the pan uh performers we'll ever see and I and I mean that with affection that I don't know if I've ever seen anybody uh get as white hot for a short amount of time as as Daniel Bryan and um you know it's it's uh there's so many memories we we can talk about uh as far as that short period of time, uh WrestleMania thirty, uh lots of great stuff as, as out of his career. Um short career, but Dave, I think now it's time for us to kind of you know look back and reminisce and, and talk about uh you know his legacy.
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean what you know, if you think about it, um Sami Zayn made a great point on Twitter today. If it wasn't for Daniel Bryan or no, I think it was Joey Styles. Yeah, well, a lot of guys had made mention along the same lines, but I forget, I think it was Joey Styles. Joey Styles had said that Daniel Bryan, we won't realize until years later, Daniel Bryan was the reason why the company had to change their protocol on how they hired talent. Because if you notice, you know, for years and years and years, WWE has always been known to be the land of the giants. And to a certain extent, it still is to this day. But in recent years, when Triple H has taken over NXT and has tried to Rebuild their farm system, their developmental territory. They have looked at a lot more guys that run, that that the, the perform under the same kind of style, with the same kind of look and the same kind of size as a Daniel Bryan. Um, a lot of indie favorites, internet darlings, if you will. Um, and you can attest that to a guy like Daniel Bryan. Would I what I give some credit to, you know, my not so favorite uh, former pro wrestler turned MMA star, CM Punk. To a degree, yeah, I think I would give him some credit that he kind of opened the door. But Daniel, I would say he cracked it open. Daniel Bryan kicked it open, um, because now a lot of the guys you see down on NXT are of similar are of a similar style as the Daniel Bryan. Oh. Um, a lot of the guys you see in developmental do have a, in, in, an indie background that rivals some of the stuff that Daniel Bryan has done over the years. So, um, yeah, I mean, you, you look at his career and his legacy. And what he's done, um, I mean, I'm not saying that he's Hall of Fame worthy right now, but like for what he's done for smaller guys, he's given smaller guys a chance to succeed on a big stage like WWE.
3: Yeah, and I think not only to your point, uh, even just to not only the smaller guy aspect, but just the idea of hey, you know, let's 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 pay attention to to the uh, the independents. Let's pay attention to what's going on out there. Uh, Let's pay attention to the buzz uh, that exists in in independent wrestling. And I I do think in a a short period of time, um, he really changed that. And, and, you know, for better or worse, I think that he, uh, you know, is a guy that really, the the explosion of the quote-unquote internet wrestling fan, um, you know, occurred with him. Uh, You know, he had a a very rabid underground fan base, and, uh, you know, it... it it, it kind of brought that whole movement to the forefront. Uh, Like, everyone knew it was out there, but there was this independent, you know, wrestling fan universe that, you know, everyone had their guys, you know, their guys. And, and, you know, fans of all walks of life love to have, like, you know, you love to be a a fan of a band that that not everyone knows about, you know, so it's your, like, little secret. And then, you know, wrestling fans like having their independent guy that that they're big fans of. And, And Daniel Bryan was that... That internet wrestler, that that independent wrestler that, you know, was able to make it to the big stage. And, uh, you know, more than anything, any talent in recent memory um, was able to unite uh, fan base, especially in the WWE. And, you know, right now, again, you know, drawing back on the independent wrestling fan and the internet wrestling fan, um, you know, you see a lot of divisiveness now in, in uh Wrestling crowds, which I'm not fond of. I miss. I, I, I long for the days where we're all there together. Uh, but you have your 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 internet wrestling fan, and you have your your indie fan, and you have your families, and you have your kids, and you have the old school guys, and you have all these different you know sections of the crowd. And you know some guys, you know, you, the, the, let's go Cena. Cena sucks, you know. The families and everything, they 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 love Cena, but the other guys don't, you know. Uh, Military, another faction, and they love John Cena. Um, So you you have like all these different groups, and Daniel Bryan with what he was able to do uh, with his style, uh, with his in-ring work, with his ability to to tell stories, with his charisma, um, and, and just really like just his personality, he was able to unite all of those groups, which really made for you know when you when you look at like special pops and you look at um you know how 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 loud a crowd can be um you know he was able to unite all those groups and it's and it's a different landscape now going back and i'm not putting him on the same level as these guys but going back guys like hulk hogan guys like stone cold steve austin um you know the rock back in their days i, I to me the crowd wasn't as divisive there weren't so many factions uh per se in in a wrestling crowd, whereas nowadays it's gotten to that, and Daniel Bryan had the military, had the old school guys, had the independent fans, had the internet fans, had the kids, they were all rooting for him, and that's a testament to, you know, not only being a a great worker and being able to, you know, wow people with certain spots and certain things, but he, he told stories as well, he had a certain amount of charisma, you know, so he kind of had all these things and just... I guess it's almost like his work and his talent and just to a certain extent his very unassuming personality, uh, he was able to unite the, the crowd. And, and, and Dave, when I look at like the wrestling landscape and I look at um, crowds and, and how they react to wrestlers and how, you know, again, it can be pretty divisive, um, it's impressive for a guy to be able to unite crowds the way Daniel Bryan was able to do it.
4: It is very impressive. It's a great point that you make. That something that I wanted to touch upon tonight was the fact that, you know, he was an indie, he was an indie guy, an internet wrestling fan's favorite. Okay, and he made it to the mainstream, and his his fan base present presence on television during his segments and during his matches since he began in WWE was was well known. You knew that there was that internet fan base or that indie wrestling fan base that was in attendance that. You know, put Daniel. I wouldn't say put Daniel Bryan on the map, but they let you know that they were there to support him. And then it just gradually grew over the years. But, but as, as as his character got more more, you know, traction and 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 popularity on WWE TV, it united all fan bases. It united the older old school guys. It united the internet wrestling fan base. It united it, it, it united the, the 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 indie fans. I mean, it, it kids. I mean, universally. I mean, he was, you know, in my opinion, he was the for for the better part of a couple of years. Like, he was the face of the company. He may not have been the actual face because he didn't represent what WWE's models was, but he he really did. He kind of you know transcended each fan base. So it was it was it was huge on his part. And and what was so great about you know. What was so great about his his run to to WrestleMania a few years ago was the fact that it was so organically built. You know, older fans like us, we can see something and not say, you know, that we're we're absolutely positively smart about the business, but we can see stuff on TV and be like, yeah, it looks like they're putting that guy there and they're going to build him and have him do this, that, and the other to get to here. With Daniel Bryan, his fan base just forced them to... Use him the way that they wanted him to be used on television, and it was just, or it just organically grew from, to be honest with you, from the time he lost the belt in Miami at WrestleMania 28 in the 18 seconds, which was probably the greatest 18 seconds of his career, to all the way to when he won the title again at WrestleMania 32 years later. Because um, you you gotta believe that WWE at that time with their model in, in, in character development and storyline, he wasn't at the top of their list in terms of somebody that they wanted to base the company around. And the WWE fan base forced that. I mean, you and I were firsthand witnesses in Miami that night, and we we saw the beginning of something that we didn't expect to turn out the way it has, and then it culminated two years later in New Orleans, and you know it was just something that, you know it, it, at the time, it set the world on fire. But what was so great about it is that it was just organically built. By the fans, it wasn't something that was produced by as some people like to call them the machine, the marketing machine of WWE. This was something that the fans created, and the fans eventually got what they wanted out of it. And I thought that's what was so cool about how he got so white hot and that it was the audience that did that for him. That, that was just the, the the it made for such a great story.
3: Yeah, it's a good point. I mean, for for those who who you know maybe weren't there, uh, you know, in WrestleMania in Miami. Uh, I mean, I remember, you know, walking the streets of Miami uh, before WrestleMania, and, you know, I mean, it became commonplace after a while, but it wasn't. And you just walk in, and and yes, chants would just, like, break out. And it was just one of those, like, wow, like, this, number one, the chant is really over, but uh, this this Daniel Bryan is, uh, you know, these, these fans, like, like, I mean, it was just kind of one of those weird things where, like, I... You know, I like Daniel Bryan. I wasn't a huge fan at the time, I'll admit it. Um you know, I liked what he was doing. Uh and I just didn't I didn't see that coming. You know, I really didn't see it coming and it was just amazing, just you know, you're really on the streets of Miami before WrestleMania. No joke, you couldn't really go more than like five minutes without hearing another yes chant breaking out on a street a corner somewhere, someone time. waiting online for something, uh, people in the bar. It was just wild how it just uh, just grew, like you said, Dave, organically. So many things to get into when it comes to Daniel Bryan. We want to get your phone calls, you know, whatever you guys want. You want to talk legacy, you want to talk concussion protocol. You know, again, most of the show is going to be about Daniel Bryan. We're going to get your phone calls after the be- break, 347 838 9815. That is the number to call. Get on the horn. Let us know your thoughts on Daniel Bryan's impending retirement. But first, it's that time of the show. You know it. It's time for the Dave 5 50 50
4: News Report. Good evening. For those of you who experienced this snowstorm today, I hope you've shoveled your way out just in time to tune into another edition of the Dave Five Fifty Fifty News Report. Brought to you in part by 1640 PWPR, Pro Wrestling Podcast Radio Network, and more. Subscribe for free on iTunes right now to be a part of the Evolution of Pro Wrestling Podcast, and more. No need to wait any longer. Get into it this week. Top story this week, is TNA has released Awesome Kong from her contract after a physical altercation with Reby Skye, the wife of TNA World Champion Matt Hardy during TNA's UK tour last week. Details are still sketchy, but words were exchanged between the two in the locker room, which led to Kong choking Sky. It just so happens Reby's infant son was present during the altercation. The situation was dealt with in a timely manner, and Kong was sent home from the tour, pending an investigation from TNA. Kong and Sky have had a history with each other in the past, as the two exchanged remarks via Twitter regarding some childish issue that I don't care to elaborate on. TNA's Executive Vice President of Talent Relations, John Gaburik, released an official statement on Kong's release on TNA's official website. Kong also released a statement on Twitter indicating that it was time for her to move on. And In the case of moving on, it appears that Rey Mysterio and several others may be moving on from the AAA organization in Mexico. It seems that Mysterio, among the other talents, have not been paid for several appearances for the organization. Another point of frustration within AAA is that talents are required to pay a percentage of their Lucha Underground booking to AAA, as was the case with talents during the first season. With Season 2, Lucha Underground is now paying those talents directly, which is causing AAA to pressuring talent to hand over a sizable fee like the previous season. With this kind of tension running high in Mexico, it's being said that some talents are looking for work elsewhere. In regards to Mysterio, I'm not sure if his beef with AAA is over the Lucha Underground booking fees, but it's being reported that his recent disappearances from several AAA events can be attributed to money disputes with the organization. AAA official and former WCW star Conan stated over the weekend that he's looking to hold a press conference regarding all the controversy surrounding talent issues. Conan, who is close with Mysterio, has been playing middleman during these disputes, and it's also being reported that he's at his wits' ends with AAA over this issue. Conan also revealed on his most recent podcast that Mysterio is interested in a return to WWE if the company can secure a lighter schedule than the one he had during his previous run. Ring of Honor has made a serious play with several individuals in order to prevent them from going to WWE and TNA by signing them to exclusive deals. It's being reported recently that Ring of Honor signed the team of Red Dragon, consisting of Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly, along with Ring of Honor World Heavyweight champion Jay Lethal, and Christopher Daniels. The alleged contracts are for one year exclusively with Ring of Honor. The deal also includes New Japan Pro Wrestling and Pro Wrestling Guerrilla, both of whom are under working relationships with Ring of Honor. One organization who's been in talks with both TNA and WWE is the popular Lucha Underground. WWE Chief Operating Officer Triple H and Senior Director of Talent Development Canyon Cayman met with Lucha Underground officials back in December of last year to discuss some of the talent, but it's being said that nothing of serious note has come out of that meeting. In regards to TNA, Lucha Underground officials met with them recently to discuss an idea pitched by TNA officials to co-promote a show between both companies during WrestleMania weekend in Dallas this spring. Lucha officials allegedly turned down TNA, citing a co-branded effort between both groups would not be best for them at this time. And rounding out the news this week, with some spring cleaning down in NXT, it looks like the brand may lose a few more talents in a different manner, as these two individuals are rumored to hit the main roster of WWE in the very near future. First one being, Sami Zayn. His entry in the Royal Rumble match sparked talk within WWE creative to bring him up soon to begin a main roster rivalry with longtime nemesis Kevin Owens, the other individual's The other individual whose presence on the main roster surely will be felt is none other than Samoa Joe. He's scheduled to be a big part of the NXT TakeOver Dallas event during WrestleMania weekend, but WWE officials hope to debut him on the post-WrestleMania edition of Raw. In a recent episode of NXT on the WWE Network, announcers strongly hinted at Joe making a move to the main roster. At this time, take all of these rumors with a grain of salt. Folks, that's all the time I have here. Tune in next week at the top of the hour for another edition of the Dave 5, 50 50 News Report. Ken, back to you.
3: Great stuff as always. I just want to let you guys know, coming out on the the Twitter, Triple H. uh, Posted pictures of Daniel Bryan winning the title at WrestleMania 30. One of my favorite WrestleMania moments ever Always have been and always will be An A plus hashtag Thank you Daniel Bryan So the evil COO Breaking a little kayfabe On the Twitter over there But uh, more and more again It's wrestling so there's that that Hint of could it be a storyline But more and more It seems that this is legit Uh, There was footage on uh, WWE.com Daniel Bryan arriving uh, at the arena uh, Stating this has been a tough day So, um, yeah, it is It's a tough day, even as a wrestling fan Just see a guy who really, you know, doesn't want to hang it up But is being forced to But, uh, you know, here on this show Let's talk legacy Let's talk uh, favorite Daniel Bryan moments uh, Let's talk about, uh, you know, what he means to the world of pro wrestling 347 Is the number to call Myself and Dave, we're here. You're there. Let's go out to the phones. We got Kevin on the line. Kevin, how you doing this evening?
2: Hey, what's up, Ken? How you doing over there?
3: Doing all right. Talking a little. Daniel Bryan, kind of. A, I don't know. I don't want to say a sad day, but yeah, I guess it is a sad day. Uh, Daniel Bryan hanging it up. Uh, your thoughts on Daniel Bryan retirement, his career? Uh, give it to us. You know, just like
2: this. You know, it's another one whose career has just come to an end, you know, when it really shouldn't, when there's so much more, so much tread on the tire left, but due to whatever reasons, it's coming to an end. It's like, you know, I equate this back to, like, when I was a childhood. I know what I'm about to bring up a storyline, but still, you know, over hope you understand where I'm coming from when it comes to from the emotional sentiment, the feeling. But remember when Earthquake, in the storyline, he broke Hulk Hogan's ribs when he repeatedly yeah. earthquake, splashed him over and over. That's how I'm feeling Right now, you know, I know it's coming from a sense of reality, but that's the kind of feeling I'm getting from this, because even though I'm a grown adult, and also I'm a father, as you know, of my seven-year-old son, Antonio, he's, Daniel Bryan is a guy that we, we both connected to. Because, you know, not just because of um, his in-ring ability, but you can just feel his passion. Re- regardless of when he's wrestling, in front of the camera cutting a promo, regardless if people felt he was a legend, Legend of the Rock or whatever. You could just feel him. You couldn't deny him, both emotionally as well as, of course, his airing ability. And he's just someone you can just relate to as a human being. That's what drew and that's what continues to draw some people to him and make him an undeniable fan favorite. And lose a guy like that, you know, it, it just hurts. You know, it's like um, it's like what they referred to Dusty Rose as back in the day. You know, he's the con man. You know, he's a person you can relate to him. It just sucks that it has to come to an end like this. That's why, you know, I'm listening to what you're saying. So many news media outlets are reporting on this, but there's that part of me that's still hoping and holding out that by the time I get home off of work tonight, I turn on Monday Night Raw, and now I'm hoping that it turns out to be a work, it's a storyline leading up to something. That's what I'm hoping for. Part of me is hoping for. But at the same time, you know, it's like I got to still at the same time be rational, logical, and kind of have the doses of reality and hear these reports. It's just... It really crushes me, you know. And plus, that mental, that like I said I'm a father. I can explain this to my son eventually if this comes to fruition, and that's going to crush him even more because he's a huge Daniel Bryan fan too, just like I am. Matter of fact, as you know, we were all at WrestleMania last year. We were part of 1976, and Levi stated when he had like, one of the biggest moments of his career, which was second to 30, of course, when he won the Intercontinental title. He had the whole crowd doing the yes chant just like how he did when WrestleMania 30 was practically all about him, which I know earlier someone said, um, said um, you know, not too sure about Daniel Bryan being Hall of Fame worthy. To me, he is, because, I mean, we go back to WrestleMania 30, not just because of what he did. WrestleMania 30, outside of what Brock Lesnar Undertaker did when the streak got snapped, we'll, we'll talk about that another time, WrestleMania 30 was about Daniel Bryan. Not too many wrestlers can say you know, not not too many wrestlers can say a WrestleMania was solely about them. Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30 that was about him, and he made it count to where you look. You got to look at WrestleMania 30 as one of the all-time greatest WrestleManias because of what he did and what he brought to the table to make it where it was and how it's revered by so many people as being one of I'd say arguably top five WrestleManias of all time.
3: No, you're right. I mean, not, you know, not many guys can can lay claim to having a, a mania really, you know, about him, uh, you know, and not only a WrestleMania, but it being uh, it being 30. So one of the uh, big anniversaries, uh, you know, was essentially centered around him. And that's, uh, you know, no one can take that away from from Daniel Bryan. Uh, you hit on a good point and, and you know, something that we, we really didn't touch on, uh, you know, because we talked about in ring work and. uh the The way you described it, and Dave, I also want to get your take on this too, but what Kevin said, you know it was the passion, and you know we had brought up before that you know that he united different fan bases, and since you and your son were both into Daniel Bryan, and that's what he did, and we hit on his style and his charisma, but we we really didn't touch on that idea of a you know a passion for it, and uh, I think it's a good word for him and how he wrestled and how uh he addressed everything, that he really gave you that, um, you know, the, the, the little engine that could, but just he would not be denied. It was, uh, you know, something in his heart that uh, even if everyone else on the planet didn't didn't believe in him, he believed in himself, and he was going to, he wasn't going to be denied. And uh, I, I like the way you phrase it, that just the passion in his heart to, uh, you know, break through adversity is something that, uh, I think resonated with a lot of different fans. It's uh you know, it's it's an old story. It's an easy story to tell, but not not everyone can really convey that the way he was able to do that. And it was just that passion and that that ability to convey uh, a character that that was not going to be denied. And I think that's a a really cool way of of, of looking at Daniel Bryan, uh, not only Daniel Bryan the man, but Daniel Bryan the character, uh, just the passion to succeed in this business. Uh, your, your thoughts on that, Dave?
4: I, before I, you know, give you my thoughts on that, I want to say, you know, Kevin made mention about me not thinking that he was, you know, a, uh, a a Hall of Fame worthy, you know, wrestler. I do think he is Hall of Fame worthy. I just think right now, currently, for me as a fan, I got to take a step back and kind of digest it all before I can like really like I got to think about it a little bit to, to really think that he's a, a Hall of Fame ballot, you know. One day he'll get there. I'm pretty sure he will. But for me, I just kind of got to digest this whole situation first before I start having a Hall of Fame conversation about Daniel Bryan. As far as what you, the point you made about his passion, absolutely, 100%. I think that's one of the main reasons why so many people gravitated towards him. And like Ken said, too, you know, the, the, it resonated with different fan bases. You know, the internet wrestling fans, the indie fans, the casual fans, the kids, the families, it, it, his his passion and his you know coming up from adversity, it's it's a it's a story that everyone can relate to, and I think that's what made him so universally popular all over the world. Um, and to your credit, Kevin, yes, I, I do agree with you to a certain extent that he does deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. I just don't know if like right now that's a conversation that many people should be having. Because I think it's time to digest. I think we need to digest what we're gonna. We are going we do not even know what the announcement's gonna be tonight. Like you said, I'm all, I'm in agreement with you that I'm a glimmer of hope that this is an angle and that he's coming back. To me, I, I that's I feel the exact same way as you do. But nonetheless, totally agree on many of your points. And you make up a, you make up a lot of good points concerning a guy who contributed so much to the industry, not just in WWE, but what he did before he got to WWE too. That. Another thing I want to throw out there to further what I said
2: is it goes back to the cliche, he's the epitome of it. He goes out there, he's all out there for the world to see, especially from his run in 2013 going for the his initial WWE World Heavyweight Championship from John Cena to where it culminates to WrestleMania 30, and then even when he came back to the Intercontinental Championship, every time he's out there performing, whether it's on Raw, SmackDown, even in house shows, I've seen him in a handful of house shows. He always would bring it and leave it out there for the world to see and be like to the guys in the locker room, "Hey, follow this if you can," and really no one couldn't.
4: Agreed,
3: I couldn't agree with you more, and and, and that's uh, you know it's part of Daniel Bryan's greatness. And uh, I guess we'll all sit here and hold out hope that this is this is an angle, and we'll we'll breathe a sigh of sigh of relief once Raw is over that uh, it's all part of an angle, um, but. Uh, looks like he's actually retiring, Kevin. Great points tonight. Thanks for the phone call. I'll talk to you soon.
2: All right, brother. You take care.
3: Take it easy. Good stuff there from from Kevin. And and yeah, I mean, you know, I, I do like the way he looked at it. You know, with the the idea of uh, just the the passion he had, and and to to kind of the point, to further the point that I was making before. You know, that's that's why a guy like Daniel Bryan has to retire because he can't. He can't not be that guy. He can't, you know, hell, yesterday was Super Bowl Sunday. All right, Denver Broncos, congratulations, Denver Broncos, world champions. You know, Peyton Manning found himself in a situation where he really didn't have to be Peyton Manning anymore, and he was able to win ball games, And he was able to, you know, almost to a point like, just don't blow it completely for us, and the defense will take care of you. Um, and that was a good situation for a guy like Peyton Manning to be in. Daniel Bryan doesn't have that. It's not. It's not a team, you know. He doesn't have like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna go in and wrestle, you know, an easier style, so I can stick around. Because it was that that passion he he exudes when he when he's out that is, you know, his style. Like that's we have to see that Daniel Bryan. And if it's just going to be a, a bad copy, um, I get it. I get where. You know, I'm that, that it's just time to, to walk away. If you can't be that guy anymore, uh then it's time to retire. Um I, I think it's gonna be a hard night tonight. Um I think it's gonna be I think the crowd is going to be rapidly behind him. Uh it's gonna be emotional. And um you know, it it's it's depressing, uh, but at least he's he's not leaving the wrestling business, uh you know, like really damaged. Um he's he's walking out uh probably when he should. Three four seven eight three eight ninety one five, that is the number to call. Let's go back out to the phones. Uh we're talking Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan's retirement. We got Dank on the line. Dank, how you doing this evening?
0: Good. How are you gentlemen doing tonight?
3: We're doing all right. Trying to uh digest and uh kind of come to terms with the idea that Daniel Bryan uh is hanging it up. Uh your thoughts on Daniel Bryan, his career, his legacy, uh retirement, what do you think?
0: Um well as a fan, especially as a Daniel Bryan fan, but as a fan of all sorts of sports, it's never easy when your icon or the person that you are look you know, you look up to says that they're done. You know, season in, season out, whether it be hockey, football, wrestling, whatever always want to see where, like, your favorite player, your favorite wrestler, how they're going to excel themselves, how they're going to, you know, beat themselves and beat their own records, or what records are they going to break, what are they going to do to keep us entertained, and when you get to somebody like Daniel Bryan, especially, with the history that he has, where the Wrestlemania that I went to, the that the, you guys went to as well, down in Miami, he was like, seen as like you know the bad guy he lost the belt in almost record time and you know everybody hated him and then overnight he just became almost like the voice of the people because he represented all those people that that, that their entire lives were told no their entire lives they were told you're not good enough, you're not fast enough you're not strong enough, you'll never achieve to what you want to achieve, and he just broke down those barriers. He showed us that you don't have to be the size of Stone Cold or John Cena or Big Show to be a superstar in the company. He had literally millions and millions of people rallying behind him because he represented, like, not to get too poetic, but he represented our dreams. He represented everything that we, as a fan, as a person, you know, we're always like, well, are my dreams too big? Am I going to be able to achieve them? He did. He didn't let anybody stop him. He still went. It took him, like, well, what, over 10 years to make it into the company, and then he just kept going. It's like it it hurts, and, and, you know, and it stinks because – now people can say, "Well, yeah, but he made it, but look at the cost that he made it. Is it worth it? Is it worth putting yourself at an early career ending time when other wrestlers like, Sting, like uh like Hulk Hogan, you know even to some extent Rick flair you know when he comes and you know does whatever Daniel bryan like I'm not exactly sure how old he is, but he's a, he's relatively young and he has to hang it up, is it because, like, the question arises, is it because of physic physical person that he was more prone to injury in a sport that is very physical? Or had he had the body of a, quote-unquote, regular wrestler, would he have suffered the same career-ending injury? Would he still be hanging up the boots now? And that's something that's left to be seen or be left up to speculation. But when you see somebody, it's like saying John Cena retired. Say what you will about John Cena, but John Cena was the voice of the people. You know, he he was almost like the new Stone Cold that was going against,
1: you know, like the
0: boss and whatnot. And it goes all back to what we were talking about a couple weeks ago where it was now WWE scrambling to find this new face of the company and now when people were wondering, okay, well, once John Cena comes back and then eventually Daniel Bryan comes back, they'll be okay. They'll be back on their feet. Well, if this is not a stunt and he actually is retiring, who's the next Daniel Bryan? Who are we as a core of fans going to find that we're going to be able to relate and be like, yes, this is how, this is who we see. Like, who are they going to push forward? Who are they going to present us with that, as fans, we're going to be like, yes, I am buying this product because this product speaks to me. And you know, part of me is one of those. I'm I'm glad that he's doing it and that he's smart enough to say, I'm not going to put myself in an early grave just to keep everybody entertained. But then there's the other part where, you know, just like Edge, just like Stone Cold, just like Rock is chanting, one more match. Give us one more match. You know, and and it sucks. But, you know, it is what it is, and we're just going to have to wait and find out to see what it really is all about. But that's, you know, that's my opinion.
3: Yeah, I mean a lot, a lot of stuff to digest there. I mean, just so you know, he is uh, 34. Uh, he'll turn okay. thir- he'll turn 35 uh, this year. Um, I, I think the thing is with Daniel Bryan, and, and to his credit, and uh, to his legacy, um, and I think that to the point that it probably scares the hell out of the WWE because they've gotten so scripted and so. You know, this is who we're going to push now, and we got to do A, B, and C. And on some levels, they've even tried to recreate the Daniel Bryan phenomenon artificially with some guys. Um, the problem is, I don't know who the next Daniel Bryan is, because Daniel Bryan was such an anomaly. Uh, it happened so organically, um, and they, they just kind of had to let it happen. So, to answer your question, I, I don't know if there is a guy on the roster, but it's something that... Um, the WWE has to let certain things breathe and let things grow as they're going to grow. And, and I don't know if, if there's a guy on the roster that can do that right now. Um, I don't know if there's a guy uh, at that level. Maybe a guy can do it to a lesser extent. But the biggest issue is that the WWE is going to have to kind of let it happen and not try and uh, create it. So um, I don't know. I mean, Dave, when you when you look at the roster, I mean, can you see... Is there anyone there you see, hey, this could be the next guy to kind of have uh, this sort of rise?
4: Um, I mean, here here's the thing. What makes wrestling so unique and what made that situation with Brian and his meteoric rise so unique is that nobody saw it coming in the manner that it did. Um, and what's so great about wrestling is that I don't think there's going to be a next Daniel Bryan. I think there's going to be a next. Somebody else that's going to be as popular, maybe even a little less popular, or as popular as Daniel Bryan, but they will come up in their own way. I, I don't see. I don't see something like what took place with Daniel Bryan happening again for a very long time. I think the next name that that does that that, that catches fire with the WWE audience in similar fashion to Daniel Bryan. I don't have that name in particular. I don't know who that is, but whoever it is, it's going to happen in a different manner. And it's up to WWE if they embrace that or if it's something that they try to shy away from, like they tried to do with Daniel Bryan. And then it'll be up to the audience if they want to back that person up if they really feel strongly about that individual, that they want to see that person in certain in that in that person's character in certain positions. So to answer your question. I don't have a name for you because I really don't know, but I think whoever does catch fire in
0: similar fashion to Daniel Bryan, it's going to happen in their own unique, different way. You don't think that um, – I uh, can't think of his name. He was part of the Shield. He's the one with the short hair. can't think of his name right now. No, Ambrose? Ambrose? Yeah. You don't think that if they push Ambrose, that Ambrose even, – even if – let's call it a Band-Aid effect until they do find somebody that could re- be like Bryan – you don't think that Ambrose would be able to have that charisma to where he if does. they push him and become a champion and he holds the belt, people would rally behind he, him? He has charisma, but he does not have like an underdog fighting
4: story like Daniel Bryan does, and that was what was so appealing to the audience. Ambrose is a tough guy, He's a fast, but. He's popular with his audience He's got to talk to in his own In his very own way The Daniel Bryan thing is so unique and different That I don't think anybody else can be like that And, and catch on like that Guys will be popular in their own way And will happen in different ways But I don't think it will ever come close As to the way Daniel Bryan got popular again Okay
0: Alright well, Yeah no problem That's I was going to say Like that's all I have for this week
3: um, Good stuff. Thanks a lot, I man. Will, yep, I'll uh, definitely try to give the guys a call next week. Thanks Sounds for like it. a plan. Good stuff
0: as always. Take it easy. Yeah, you know, it's a tough
3: thing. I mean, I guess, you know, you, you invariably, when you when you think of things like that, you think of, oh, who could be the next guy. And I I do think too, to a certain extent, and this is why when we look at his legacy, and I kind of agree with what you said before. I, I, I didn't really touch upon it, but Hall of Fame wise, it's uh it's a little too early um to really th- digest the whole thing and really look at him as a Hall of Famer. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, I think down the road we're gonna see him inducted in the Hall of Fame. Um you know, but it it's just such a like a a a fast like rise and fall. It, it's really difficult to to digest and, and, and think in terms of that. Um but, you know, when you, when you look at, I, I think, to give Daniel Bryan all the credit in the world, and when Dank asks the question, and I think it's a legit question, I think a lot of fans think, all right, you know, guys, guys are waiting for Daniel Bryan to come back. Fans, we're all waiting for him to come back. Now, again, assuming this is not a work, it's definitive now. He's just not coming back. And when, when you, you get that, then it becomes a, all right, well, who would be the next guy? And and I think on on some levels, and I, I'm not calling anyone out, I'm not calling Dank out or whatever, but it, it's almost like a disrespecting or, or not like not acknowledging how special the rise was with Daniel Bryan, uh, the the way he rose to fame, the way he became a WrestleMania main eventer, um, was, was something special, and, and I don't know if if it's that easy to say, well, who's the next guy. And, and you know, as Dank said, well, couldn't we push uh, Dean Ambrose? And that's, that's kind of the point. Like, it wasn't like he was really, like, Daniel Bryan was really being quote-unquote pushed. It was the crowd just got behind him. And the crowd, you know, made the push happen. And that's a lot of credit has to go to Daniel Bryan and what he was able to do. And to try and say, well, who's that next guy? Um I don't even know if that's fair to do right now, Dave. Because it's, it, it just—I think this is the time right now, and knowing that his career is coming to a close, to acknowledge how special uh, this rise to fame was.
4: For WWE to create to try to create something organically similar to to the Daniel Bryan situation of a few years ago would not only be disrespectful to Daniel Bryan but also disrespectful to the audience because the audience is what created the Yes movement. I mean, one of the coolest moments, in my opinion, in the history of Raw in 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 recent years was the moment when he got all those fans in the ring and they were all dressed up in the same t-shirts and they protested to get him into the main event at WrestleMania. I thought that was one of the coolest things and it made so much sense for his character that if you were to try and recreate something like that, I think the audience would kind of crap all over it. No matter who who the guy is that they're trying to put in that position. I, I think the... The quote-unquote Daniel Bryan position, I don't think that's open. Up. I don't think that's open for debate right now, if ever. In my opinion, like I said earlier, if, if somebody else catches fire that the audience really gets behind, it, it's up to WWE if, to, to, if they want to embrace it or not. And I think that they're going to. It's going to happen in their own unique, special way, and different from the Daniel Bryan situation because, like I said, there's nothing as unique as what took place a couple of years ago. Um, I don't think we're going to see that in a long time.
3: I, I don't think so. I, I think it's a really difficult, uh, you know, it's, it's a real interesting position. And it's a tough position for the company to be in. Uh, as to, You know, and let's face it, on, on the, the positive side, we love Daniel Bryan. On the negative side, um, he did become a bit of a, a booking nightmare. Um, you know, it got to a point where almost like he was too popular. And if you were booking him to lose anything, uh, the crowd was going to be none too pleased with that. Uh, Which made it difficult So, um, you know, I I look at that sometimes even with a booking kind of uh, angle with him You know, as great as he was, it was difficult uh, because of his popularity And we talked about it many times on this show, you know The the, the crowd's going to crap on the ending if, you know, Daniel Bryan's there and doesn't win and blah 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 Um, You know, it's almost, I, I look at like that booking situation as like a you know, again, to see if something if someone else can can have this organic rise, you know, with Cal Ripken Jr. when he beat Lou Gehrig's record, uh, a lot of pressure on the managers of the Baltimore Orioles because no matter what Ripken was doing, good or bad, and some, you know, if he was slumping, you couldn't bench him. That that power was out of your hands. He he had to be in day in and day out, and it it became like. Again, I don't know what's going on behind the scenes, but with Daniel Bryan, at times I'm sure it was difficult, All right, how are we going to book him, because the crowd needs him to win all the time, and and to Daniel Bryan's credit being that popular, um, but you do wonder sometimes, like, you know, we saw kind of an organic kind of feel with Cesaro, uh, that that build, and I'm not saying that he was going to be the next Daniel Bryan, I'm not saying that, um, you know, he was going to be on that level. However, I do feel like on some levels uh WWE kind of you know wants to make sure they squash that a little bit because they don't want that booking nightmare. Just me just theorizing on things, but um that's why I think it's going to be very difficult to see if we ever see again someone be built as organically as Daniel Bryan the Daniel Bryan character was was built and and that's why I think on a night like tonight um we need to look at how special uh that build was and how unique it was especially for for the uh climate of pro wrestling now uh just a special performer a special few years on uh you know Daniel Bryan's rise to fame and uh you know legacy hall of fame bound whatever that's what we're talking about tonight 3478389815 as we get ready uh about 20 minutes away i'm assuming that he will be opening monday night raw uh maybe, maybe not, but um we'll hear about Daniel Bryan's retirement tonight on Monday night, Raw. Let's go back out to the phones. We got Mike on the line Mike, how are you doing this evening
1: it's a It's a weird way to start a Monday. I mean, if you're a professional wrestling fan and you love Daniel Bryan, if you're a yes guy and you like saying yes it it's just for me uh, I got to meet and I got to talk with Daniel Bryan when he was in Evolve uh, Wrestling. And I got to see him wrestle his last match there, uh, which was against Sawa, Missouri. And great guy. And at the end of the match, I said to him, thank you. And he said to me, no, thank you. He said, it's a pleasure for me to be wrestling. And now he said, I get to step up. I get to step up and I get to go to the WWE. And one of my favorite moments was when he won the U.S. title at the time. Against the Miz, and neither champions.
3: So, what do you? I mean, what are your thoughts now when you look at, at Daniel Bryan, his legacy? I mean, you know, again, we're all assuming and we're conducting this this show tonight as if this is not a work. So he is definitely done. Uh, what do you look at as far as like his legacy? Uh, how do you look back on his career?
1: Well, i i i I look at I look back at his career. Like uh, you know, I, I look at his career, career like Triple H says. He says that you know uh, Daniel Bryan was an is an A plus player. Absolutely, Hall of Fame. You 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 can't imagine he's a Hall of Famer. Now I just heard a rumor or read a rumor that he's possibly going to go to the Hall of Fame this year. That's what I heard just read so, um, but I. I, do I, do, you know, do I believe, I, I don't know. Do, do I think that, that this is, you know, do I think that, that it's a work? I mean, you never know. It could be, I mean, or it could not be. A couple of weeks ago, we heard that they were going to, that they were going to um, announce that he's going to come back because he, he's going to pass his physical. They're going to clear him. That's not the case. But as far as legacy goes, the man started a yes movement but it was before a yes movement. It was during the Kane and the and it was during the time and it was during the it was just a different time. But legends of course he's gonna go in the Hall of Fame. Whether you Dave said digested or not, the guy's going to the Hall of Fame. Is he going to the Hall of Fame today? Who knows? But if he does retire tonight in my eyes, he's the first uh that Hall of Famer.
3: Yeah, like I said, I mean I'm I'm kind of with Dave on this that uh, you know, I probably will come to a point where like, yeah, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. It's just uh it's it's a lot to digest right now, um, as far as uh definitively being a Hall of Famer. Because it was such a short period of time, you know. Um mm-hmm. But, when, yeah, I mean, you know, when you look at a guy's legacy, I mean, yeah, you you bring up the Yes movement. Uh, you know, I mean, one of the coolest, uh, you know, moments of Raw was when he, uh, you know, filled up the ring with fans, you know, and actually, like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, took over, quote-unquote, Monday Night Raw. And it was just, uh, you know, he just had a knack for having these, like, special moments, these cool moments. And, uh,
1: yeah, but you, you guys, know, he you was kind of, of that
3: everyman. And, uh, you know, I think that's... But so go, go ahead, Mike.
1: You guys were a part of a lot of his moments. You guys were at the Monday Night Raw. You guys were at the WrestleManias, especially the WrestleMania, especially the one, the, the last WrestleMania when he won the title, and then the Intercontinental title. You guys were there, so so for you to feel a certain way, I mean, you guys experienced. I got to see him wrestle a couple of matches. I got to see him in the Royal Rumble. Um, I got to see him get eliminated. I got to see him at a house show against Randy Orton. Uh, I got to see him, you know, wrestle here and there. But for me, me, and then someone said about, well, is there, you know, who's going to be the next guy? Well, you know what? Just like there's never going to be another Hulk Hogan, there'll never be another Andre the Giant, or there'll never be a Bret the Hitman Hart. The guy that I think, though, could be the next guy is Sami Zayn. I think Sammy's very good. I think he's a very good wrestler, and I think he has the charisma, and I think he's the next guy because the fans get behind him. Uh, he's going to do big things.
3: You know, and, and it might be. I mean, it might be the case. It's just it's so difficult, mm-hmm. at least for me, to, to name a guy that I think could be the next guy really because I, I just think we got to recognize that what Daniel Bryan did was very special. And I don't know mm-hmm. if if anyone really has uh, that le- is is at that level to do what Daniel Bryan was able to do. Um, and American like I said, I mean, nowadays in pro wrestling, there's there's so many different factions in a crowd. Uh, the internet fan, the families, the the parents, the old school guys, the new school guys, uh, the military. You know, there's there's uh, so many different groups that go to wrestle, and, and everyone you know has their guy. And, and mm-hmm. groups are arguing with each other, you know. The internet wrestling fan isn't going to like the, who the families are rooting for, you know. And there's there's a lot of contentiousness in in wrestling fans nowadays. And Daniel Bryan was able to unite all of them in in a in a very rabid sort of way. It wasn't like you know he united everyone where it was like yeah yeah we all kind of like him. I mean he united wrestling fans, you know, where there was a sea of of hands in the air chanting yes, you know, everyone. Was rabidly behind this Daniel Bryan character, and I, I don't know if I can look at anybody. I mean, with with no disrespect towards Sami Zayn, I, I just think to acknowledge how special it was what Daniel Bryan was able to do. I, I just don't know. I don't know if, if I'm I'm able to say yeah, let, let's let's uh, let's let's push this guy because this guy is the next DB. I, I just don't know.
1: Yeah, there you know you you know people say who's the next. You know, Daniel Bryan, there's only one Daniel Bryan. Who's the next breath to hit man hard? There's only one breath to hit man hard. You can't say who's going to be the next good wrestler, you could say. You know, there's going to be some good wrestlers. There's going to be some bad wrestlers. I mean, look at, you know, and injuries are abound. Now, I think of two things. One, Number one, I think that I think Finn, Finn Balor was injured this week. He was injured at a live event. Which you know, wrestling we don't you don't take a break, so there's no breaks in, in wrestling. So so um you know, when they're out on the road they're live, there's no camera no T V. So Finn Balor got hurt. Then it, we could possibly see karma come back because, you know, gone, so maybe karma can come back.
4: what well but what's that got to do with Daniel Bryan?
1: Well I'm just breaking up my thoughts. karma yeah okay. i'm bringing up my i'm bringing i'm bringing up my my thoughts is she bring
4: is she gonna be the next guy is that what you're saying
1: or No, i'm just saying bride? i think maybe karma could come back
2: that's, that's she my,
3: i mean i i tend to doubt right now that, that we're gonna see her and, and even especially with uh you know how she left and and why she left i really doubt that uh there's, there's, especially right away that WWE would, uh, you know, sign someone that has, uh, uh, you know, just got booted out of a company for for an, uh, an issue of violence. Um, you know, maybe we'll see her again on TV somewhere. But again, tonight is all about Daniel Bryan and. Uh, well
1: we can get back. You're right, Dave. We can get back into Daniel Bryan. There is not going to be a, another Daniel Bryan guy. There's nobody that's going to be hold, hold. There's nobody that's going to be a Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan's himself, and he's going into the Hall of Fame, and I'm hoping that it, it's a work, but I doubt it, because he's injured. Hey, you know what the next plan for Daniel is going to be? He's going to be a father. You know, he's got a long life with his with his wife. You know, so Orion and Daniel are probably going to have children soon.
3: I agree, and you know it's it's something where like as as an adult and as as a man and and you know he has other things he uh you know might want to do in his life, and it's just it's the right thing to do uh to hang it up and um you know again, that's why tonight we uh we gotta celebrate his career we we look back a bit uh we give him props for what he was able to do uh in the wrestling business, and right now on w w e uh on the network Uh, They're showing a montage of uh, Daniel Bryan moments. Uh, We're just showing um, him and Triple H going at it. So uh, good stuff. Uh, You want to check out the network and see some of uh, Daniel Bryan's finest career uh, moments. Head on over there. Put it on mute. And keep listening to us. Mike, thanks for the phone call. Great stuff as always. And uh, we'll talk to you next week, man.
1: Yeah, I'm going to be listening to you. And uh, it's just a sad situation, and let's just hope that things can get better. Hey, who knows? He might work behind the scenes at WWE. You never know.
3: You're right. You never That's know. It powerful. could very well happen. Mike, thanks a lot for the phone call. We'll talk to you next week. No problem. Bye-bye. Take it easy, brother. And, then, you know, Mike, to Mike's point, I mean, you know, now you look at, well, what's next? What's next for Daniel Bryan as, as the picture from WrestleMania 30 with his hands in the air winning the WWE Championship? uh fades out on the network um you know what's next for him uh family man uh does he go away from the business uh does he uh do something behind the scenes is he a trainer um you know there's a lot of things that he can contribute uh not only to the w w e but the wrestling business uh as a whole uh you know i'm curious uh you know what what's your thinking dave as far as uh where do you where do you see daniel bryan i mean You you would think tonight he's going to retire, it's going to be emotional, Uh, the crowd's going to be emotional, I I think it's going to be one of those moments, uh, you know, when I think back to uh, that moment on uh, SmackDown, I believe, with Hulk Hogan, where he couldn't get the crowd to uh, be quiet enough for him to promo, and uh, visibly you could see Hogan was very emotional with the, the support and the reaction the crowd was giving him. Um, I expect something similar tonight, uh, where the crowd is going to be so behind him that it's just going to be a very emotional moment for Daniel Bryan to get through. I would suspect, probably take some time, sit down, evaluate his life, but where do you think he goes? Um, I, I can't imagine this guy not being tied to the wrestling business in some way, shape, or form, Dave.
4: Well, absolutely. I mean, um, you mentioned earlier that you you thought that this might open tonight's RAW. I'm hearing that this might close tonight's RAW. And for a point that you just made, and and reason being for a point that you just made a minute or two ago, um, you know, regarding the uh, the 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 Hogan situation in Montreal, there's going to be some times where he's probably going to not be able to finish his speech and finish what he wants to say, and the crowd is going to be, you know, avidly behind him. So they're probably going to give him the the the, the final segment slot for, for uh the retirement. So we're going to have to wait the full 3 hours to see this. That's my guess. Um as far as his future goes, um within the company, um I will say this, you know, we're you, you mentioned you made mention earlier about how sometimes he he was a booking nightmare in a sense where if he wasn't involved in a certain part of a storyline or if he wasn't in the title picture, then the audience was completely against it and they would, you know, boycott or hijack the show. To be quite honest with you, I can't see him not being a part of this year's WrestleMania now because very much like they still do with the CM Punk chants, if he's not a part of the show in some way, shape, or form um, at at WrestleMania, then from now until Dallas and maybe even beyond, you're going to hear a lot of Daniel Bryan chants just randomly on WWE television, at WWE live events, pay-per-views, what have you. So I think right now, the a, a smart decision for them would to be, is to possibly announce him to have some kind of role at WrestleMania. Um, and a role that would be good for him, be fitting of him, possibly the, the guest referee role, maybe in the main event um, of WrestleMania, the title match with, involving Triple H. They have history there. So there's a good chance that we could see him involved in that storyline moving forward. Um, as far as him moving forward in the wrestling business, I definitely see it happening. Um, I mean, he can't get out of his contract with WWE. Apparently, as of recently, he tried to get out of his contract. He tried to ask for his release, and they let him go. And they didn't let him go. They they told him he was, not, he was not allowed to ask for his release. They put his contract on hold of, of a freeze of some sort. But they did the, similar to Rey Mysterio a few years ago um, because of his injury. And any time that his contract is frozen, he has to make up for that time you know, following. But now that he's not going to be competing, I'm sure that they're going to restructure his deal or they're going to talk about different terms coming up. I imagine he's going to, first and foremost, I think their priority with him is they're going to probably – use him as a goodwill ambassador to speak about concussion protocol in WWE and to speak on the WWE's wellness policy and their program and be the figurehead of that and, and really spread the awareness as to WWE taking a firm stance on these concussion related situations and the long-term health of their talents going forward. I think that that's, he's going to be a big part of that. I imagine I'll venture to guess they'll probably give him a show on the network at some point, um, have them a part of network specials. He'll probably pop up on TV every once in a while to have a reoccurring role in a storyline as, as far as, you know, being in somebody's corner, maybe another guest referee spot or something, um, along those lines. I would imagine there's an opportunity for him to be an announcer. I heard that they offered him a spot as an announcer, um, On the the commentating team, maybe he'll do that. Maybe he'll be a a coach down in NXT. Who knows? But he's locked into WWE. He's not going anywhere for a while. Um, So that's where I see his long-term future um, with the company. And I would imagine that they're probably going to take care of him uh, moving forward now that he's not going to compete. And he really wanted to compete. And he fought so hard to try and get cleared so he can return. And I think that they recognize that and they want to keep him um, under their umbrella because he's, you know, he's, he's in my opinion, he'll be the most popular non-active pro wrestler currently under contract to WWE once it's all said and done. So they're going to want to keep him because they know that they got dollar signs with him. Uh, so that, that's where I see Daniel Bryan's future with, with in wrestling and with WWE.
3: Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that, you know, again, and I know I keep saying it, but but hell, I'm gonna keep saying it. I, I do think that it, it's worth noting and, and I think we need to keep in mind how special um the Daniel Bryant rise was. Um and how special the yes movement was and how that all came together. Um you know, it's just it's it's a moment in wrestling history that uh, you know, we may never see again. Uh at least to that extent. Um so I mean to keep a, to have a guy with a mind like that who um not only lived it but but you know helped orchestrate it um you know a guy that you know being in the in the in the wrestling business I mean you do see you know some people are really great to work with and other people you know you run into some egos you run into some attitudes and the fact uh you know to to Mike's point when he said you know he says thank you to Daniel Bryan Daniel Bryan's reaction is no thank you um and, and and you know you you see that in Daniel Bryan. you see that that's uh you know he just has that that right attitude um as far as his interaction uh with fans um you know his whole you know outlook on on life it seems in general and um you know a guy with a mind like that um there's so many things uh you can do uh, with with him, whether it is just training or being an ambassador. Uh, You know, I I do think it'd be great to be, you know, a guy who does uh, speaking engagements for the WWE, a guy who could, uh, you know, be the point person for their uh, Don't Be a Bully, Be a Star campaign. Um, You know, there's a lot of great things you can do with him, away from the ring. And and it's interesting, Dave, you know, I, I, the, the thing where you just you wonder where his head is at. Because personally, I would love to see him on commentating. Um just to kind of get his his take on 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 matches and and I, I you know, it's it's interesting. I don't know if uh Daniel Bryan could fall into the quote unquote mode mold of the WWE commentators. I I think he'd be like a refreshing uh breath of fresh air doing commentating for the wwe because i I, like the way daniel bryan is i just feel like he would have to call the match Uh, his personality he would actually have to call the match and uh selfishly to have him on tv more often and get his take on things i would like to see him uh in a commentator role uh however there's there's so many different things and it's you know as you talk about it I, I wouldn't even be a betting man as far as like where I, I could see him. There's so many things, so many spots I think would work really well for him.
4: Oh yeah, I mean, as far as the comment, I, I as far as the commentating side of, of things go, like you said, I I could see him being the kind of person that would just call the match. And he might not fit into the WWE's mode or style of commentating, but at the same time, who knows? Maybe he could be a complete bust, and he's just not that very good um, on the microphone for two and a half, three hours. Uh, so, you know, who knows? I mean, well, only time will tell. I'm not going to sit here and, and predict, you know, his success, his success rate or failure in a position like that. But with, at least with the, at least now he's got plenty of options as to what he could do with them. Um, if there's a revival for tough enough, I'm sure he's going to be a part of it. I thought he was a very good addition to, um, this, he was one of the brighter spots in the this this awful version of Tough Enough, um, you know this you know, last year. So if they were to bring it back, I wouldn't mind seeing him a part of it. Um, of course, there's other changes that they could make to that format too. There's discussion for another day. But needless to say, whatever he does, it's going to be under the WWE umbrella. Um, he's not going to be wrestling. And I honestly, a lot of people say, well, when he gets out of his contract, maybe he'll go to the Ring of Honor. Or maybe he'll go to New Japan Pro Wrestling or wherever. Like We don't know how long his deal is with WWE. It could be three, it could be four, it could be five years. Who knows? But are you going to want to see him wrestling in four or five years after he hadn't been in the ring for so long and there's the potential for him to get hurt even worse? So I think whatever he's doing, it's going to be WWE-related. And if he ever gets cleared, it's, he's going to wrestle for WWE again. I don't think it's going to be for anybody else. But that's another discussion for another time as well, is whether he could... Come back or not? So his future is bright under the WWE umbrella in a non wrestling role, in my opinion.
3: So with just about two minutes left in the show, and this has been, uh, you know, and, and deservedly so, a Daniel Bryan love fest today. Um, some parting words, if you could just sum up your thoughts on Daniel Bryan, his career, it's like if, if you could just say something about him as we close the show. Uh, what would you want to say about him?
4: And in and. and... You know, I, it's hard for me to put it into words, but I guess you could say inspiring because he is not your typical pro wrestler that, you know, people look at as, you know, a mold, especially in WWE. And what he's done, like, you made a great point earlier, like his character, his passion, it resonated with a lot of people. And what he brought was very inspiring to people to do things in all walks of life, and not just pro wrestling. So, if anything, I would say his his journey in the industry from the from his days in the Independence to Ring of Honor to his WWE days where it was showcased on a bigger stage, I would say it was inspiring.
3: And, and uh, you know, for me, I mean, again, and I said it earlier, and I'll be the first to admit it, I, I was not a Daniel Bryan fan. I, I would never say I was a Daniel Bryan mark, and I never – you know, it wasn't like I followed him through the independence and ROH and uh, was was pumped. I, you know, he's just another wrestler. And I, I got to give him credit because he won me over, you know, and I don't think I, I was the only one. You know, initially, as a guy who was, I mean, I like the bigger guys. That's, that's uh, you know, I like the land of the Giants. I like my wrestlers being like superheroes. And uh, he won me over. He won me over with his style, uh, with his passion. Um, like you said, Dave, he was inspiring. Um, and he did give you that That, that You know that, that uh, Inspiration of just uh, What you could do like you said In all walks of life whether it's your job Or your family or just To persevere through adversity uh, Bring it each and every day And uh, with that We are on to Monday Night Raw Good luck to Daniel Bryan Enjoy Raw We'll be back next week For Dave I am Ken Good night everybody